This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to May 1st, 2000. 2023. I am Vince Russo, and this is That's Life. And that's what this show is about, man. This show is about life, bro. This uh, show is about getting along uh, in our daily walk in this day and age. And I know, man, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher and tougher. Um, and, uh, man, bro, I am lucky. I am older. I am lucky. I am wiser. Um, I am lucky that I now have the knowledge, the patience and the wisdom to deal with, with situations much better, uh, than I did when I was in my twenties, thirties and forties. Um, and, um, You know, it amazes me, man. If you look behind me, you see the cover of my first book called Forgiven. And the meaning behind that book, bro, means that I was forgiven for all my sins. And uh, everything I may have done wrong in the past, maybe bad decisions, um, just sins, man. Just sins. We all we all are sinners, and we all um, sin. Um, but I thank God every day that I am forgiven. And why am I forgiven, bro? Why am I forgiven? I am forgiven because God gave up His only Son on the cross to experience the most horrifying, painful death that any one human being can experience. 
And because of that, because of that ultimate sacrifice, I was forgiven. You were forgiven. We all were forgiven. But um, obviously, man, some people don't understand that. And some people don't get that concept because for whatever reason, people don't forgive. You know the old saying, forgive and forget. People don't forgive. People hold grudges for years and years and years. People have hate in their heart. Not me. I am a very forgiving guy. And you've heard me say that multiple times on this show. When you have the Holy Spirit alive and well living inside of you, Part of your nature is to forgive. There, there is no room for hate, and there is no room for bitterness. The Holy Spirit does not allow that. And I don't know how many times I have said over the past, God knows how many years, bro, anybody is welcome on my show. Enemies are welcome on my show. People that absolutely hate me, are welcome on my show. People that buried me in the past are welcomed on my show. Why? Because I don't hold any grudges. The blood of Jesus Christ was responsible for our forgiveness. So it's not too difficult for me to forgive others. I I did a podcast last week. I had Billy Body on the podcast as a guest. And I can't tell you the uh, emails and DMs, Vince, how can you have Billy Body on your show? He buried you. He said this about you. He said that about you. How can you have him on your show? How can I not have him on my show, bro? I need to set an example. And by having him on my show and forgiving him for the nasty things he said about me, that's me leading by example. That's what I do, man. That's why I do this show. So if you ask me how I could have him on the show, that's how, bro. I am easy to forgive. Now, if somebody does you wrong over and over and over and over again, bro, you can get to a point of just being plain stupid. You can forgive those people and not have any hate for them in your heart, but you can't make the same mistakes with them over and over and over. So I'm big on forgiveness, bro. I don't hold grudges. I I don't know how many times I have to say that. So today I want to talk a little bit about forgiveness. What does the Bible say about forgiveness? Seven questions and answers, all that you could find in the Bible. This is from a site called learnreligions.com. This is by Mary Fairchild. She wrote this a couple of years ago. 
What does the Bible say about forgiveness? Quite a bit. In fact, forgiveness is a dominant theme throughout the Bible. But it's not uncommon for Christians to have many questions about forgiveness. And and you don't have to be a Christian to have many questions about forgiveness. The act of forgiving does not come easy for most of us. Our natural instinct is to recoil in self-protection when we've been injured. We don't naturally overflow with mercy, grace, and understanding when we've been wrong. No, that that is human nature, bro. Totally understandable. Is Christian forgiveness a conscious choice, a physical act involving the will, or is it a feeling, an emotional state of being? The Bible offers insight and answers to all questions about forgiveness. Let me take a look at some of the most frequently asked questions and then find out what does the Bible say about forgiveness. So we are going to go through some of these very simple questions. And then we're going to get some very simple answers from the Bible. And that's how I live my life, bro. I live my life according to the word. Forgiveness is a choice we make. It is a decision of our will motivated by obedience to God and his command to forgive. The Bible instructs us to forgive as the Lord forgave us. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That is Colossians 3.13. So that, that is a direct order. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That is an order. How do we forgive when we don't feel like it? We forgive by faith, out of obedience. Since forgiveness goes against our nature, 100% correct, we must forgive by faith, whether we feel like it or not. We must trust God to do the work in us that needs to be done so that our forgiveness will be complete. Our faith brings us confidence in God's promise to help us forgive and shows that we trust in his character. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. That is Hebrews 11.1. Faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. So faith shows us what we hope for. We hope for God. We hope for God's kingdom. We hope for heaven. We hope for peace. We hope for understanding. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Here's number three. How do we translate our decision to forgive into a change of heart? God honors our commitment to obey him and our desire to please him when we choose to forgive. 
He completes the work in his time. We must continue to forgive by faith, which is our job, until the work of forgiveness, the Lord's job, is done in our hearts. And this is from Philippians 1.6. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I say this all the time, bro. It's not going to come easy. We are a constant, bro, work in progress. Every day, bro, we are a work in progress constantly. And God will be working on us until the day that he returns. This is a journey. Here's a great question. How will we know if we have truly forgiven? Lewis B. Smedes wrote in his book, Forgive and Forget. When you release the wrongdoer from the wrong, you cut a malignant tumor out of your inner life. Think about that, bro. Think about the severity of a malignant tumor. A malignant tumor is death. When you release the wrongdoer from the wrong, you cut a malignant tumor out of your inner life. You set a prisoner free, but you discover that the real prisoner was yourself. You were the real prisoner, bro, for carrying it, for not having the ability to let it go. We will know the work of forgiveness is complete when we experience the freedom that comes as a result. I don't want to hold on to that baggage, guys. I don't want those tumors. I want to be free of them. We are the ones who suffer the most when we choose not to forgive. When we do forgive, the Lord sets our hearts free from the anger, bitterness, resentment, and hurt that previously imprisoned us. Most of the time, forgiveness is a slow process, and that's okay. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Jesus' answer to Peter makes it clear that forgiveness is not easy for us. It's not a one-time choice, and then we automatically live in a state of forgiveness. Essentially, Jesus was saying, keep on forgiving until you experience the freedom of forgiveness. Forgiveness may require a lifetime of forgiving, but it is important to the Lord. We must continue forgiving until the matter has been settled in our hearts. The matter is settled in my hearts, bro. Say whatever you want to say about me. 
I'm cool with it, man. What if the person we need to forgive is not a believer? We are called to love our neighbors and our enemies and pray for those who hurt us. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as a true, as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That is Matthew 5, 43 to 48. We learn a secret about forgiveness in this verse. The secret is prayer. Prayer is one of the biggest ways to break down the wall of unforgiveness in our hearts when we begin to pray for the person who has wronged us. God gave us new eyes to see and a new heart to care for that person. Man, bro, that really is a cleansing, man. When you could pray for those who wronged you or did you wrong, that is a cleansing, man. That is a gift. As we pray, we start to see that person as God sees them. And we realize that he or she is precious to the Lord. We also see ourselves in a new light, just as guilty of sin and failure as the other person. We too are in need of forgiveness. If God did not withhold his forgiveness from us, why should we withhold forgiveness from another? Exactly, bro. If God didn't hold his forgiveness from us and God forgave us, how can we hold forgiveness for another human being and not forgive them? That's what I always go to, bro. That is my go-to. Okay, let's go on with this, bro. Do you now are you starting to understand why I forgive? Are you starting to get it? Is it okay to feel anger and want justice for the person we need to forgive? This question presents another reason to pray for the person we need to forgive. We can pray and ask God to deal with the injustices. We can trust God to judge that person's life, and then we ought to leave that prayer at the altar. We no longer have to carry the anger, although it is normal for us to feel anger towards sin and injustice. It is not our job to judge the other person in sin. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Luke 6.37. And lastly, why must we forgive? 
The best reason to forgive is simple. Jesus commanded us to forgive. Simple, plain, period, end of of sentence. We learn from Scripture in context to forgiveness that if we don't forgive, neither will we be forgiven. And because we are all sinners, we are all going to need to be forgiven. Not just some of us, all of us. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. You want to be give you want to be forgiven by God for your sins, then you have to forgive the sins of others. That is Matthew 6:14. We also forgive so that our prayers will not be hindered. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. That is Mark one twenty-five. In summary, we forgive out of obedience to the Lord. It is a choice, a decision we make. However, as we do our part for giving, we discuss the command to forgive is in place for our own good. And we receive the reward of forgiveness, which is spiritual freedom. Okay, guys, that is why Billy was on the show. Forgiveness. We are all sinners, bro. We are all going to say harmful things. We are all going to do things we regret, all of us, every single one of us. That's what we did to God. We did not obey God. We sinned against God, and we sin against him every day. And what does God say? Just come to me. Repent your sins, and I will forgive you. But as human beings, bro, we can't forgive each other? Seriously? And nobody's asking us to give our sons or daughters for that forgiveness. That's what God did, man. He gave his only son for our forgiveness, bro, and we can't forgive each other? That's why Billy was on the show. So I hope you understand. That's why my enemies are welcome on the show. I am not phased by this because we are all sinners, bro. It is human nature, and it is against our way and against our will and against the earth to forgive because the earth, the world, the devil does not want you to forgive. He wants you to hold grudges because he thrives on hate and us hating each other and us bringing each other down. That's not the world I want to live in, bro. And if that's not the world you want to live in, bro, All you have to do is ask. God is there to give you the gift of forgiveness. All you have to do is ask. That's life, everybody. That's why Billy was on the show. God bless you all, man.
That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. <laughs>